Welcome in, welcome in to another episode of the Fantasy Daydreamers podcast. What's good? It's your boy, Big Gang, your host, JJ, and this is the Fantasy Daydreamers podcast. If you guys want to follow me on Twitter, it is JJ Daydreamers. With me, as always, I have Keone. Hello, everybody. It is so good for you to be hearing my voice right now on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You can follow me at Daydreamer Keone on Twitter. And Ryan is with me today. What's up, guys? You guys know the Twitter, R-O-K-K-O, Rocco, 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 Daydreamer. And shout out to all people who started following me. I really, really like it. So I'm going to keep yeah. tweeting out for you guys. Been active, bro. You've been active. Mm. Today, we got some news. We got late round tight end dreamers. We got Keone's trivia question and our consensus tight end rankings. So let's get into the news. Ricky running back from the Jaguars, Travis Etienne, suffered a Liz Frank injury and was placed on season-ending IR, making James Robinson the real RB1 there. How do you guys feel about James Robinson? I moved him as my 19th ranked running back. So he Me goes too. back into the RB2 range. Um, it's going to be a target monster. Carlos Hyde's going to be there. I think Carlos Hyde steals some touchdowns, but... Did you move Carlos Hyde up as well then? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Is he draftable now or? No. Well, you know what? If James Robinson gets hurt, maybe Carlos Hyde is the guy. Take him over one of those last picks there? Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm at it. Um, Adam Troutman is injured uh, his ankle, and he was expected to see a doctor, but no news has came out. So this is uh, some wait and see um, we got to just wait on more news. So stay tuned, uh, stay listening to the fantasy daydreamers. Uh, we'll catch you up whenever we uh, hear more. The Patriots traded running back Sony Michelle to the Rams. Uh, I think a lot of people saw the Rams wanted a running back. Sony Michelle was not fitting in new England. How do you guys feel about this move? Keone. Um, I think, well, cause Henderson, I think it's still the number one back, but I'm maybe a little worried that it's not going to be as much as it was like where um, uh, Tyler Todd Gurley was like the clear, like they had, he was the clear soul back. But I think last year it was like, there was kind of split that split the backfield um, Henderson and um, I can't remember his name, Cam Akers. And so I'm that this might lead to more of that situation. So I think I put Cam or uh, Henderson. I dropped him a little bit, but I still think he's the number one there. Yeah, me too. Uh, I think I agree with that. Dropped him a little bit, but and I actually brought Sony Michelle up a little bit coming from the Patriots to the Rams. Urban Meyer announced that Trevor Lawrence will be the week one starter in Jacksonville. And then Jacksonville traded quarterback Gardner Minshew to the Eagles. Ryan, how you feel about Gardner Minshew? Minshew mania on the Eagles, bro? 
no, I think he's going to be the second stringer or third stringer. That's what he's doing for Joe Flacco. I don't think yeah. he's actually. They cut Nick Mullins, so yeah. uh, I think it's they're going to have Flacco. Jalen Hurts play, bro. I don't. I don't yeah. think they're worried, that worried about winning or losing. Broncos coach Vic Fangio announced that quarterback Teddy Dripwater drip drip drip, 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 dripfulness will start week one. I am excited for this because I love Teddy Dripwater's uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Let's say his name once on the podcast, at least. Uh, I love Teddy Bridgewater. I love his nickname on the podcast. And uh, (laughs) that's pretty much it. That's all I need. Yeah, this uh, this is a uh, tough break for Drew Locke, but I guess Bridgewater was the key to this offense. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I liked it, actually. I do like it. Uh, the Packers placed Devin Funches on season-ending IR. I think this was just, you know, who's that number two wide receiver in Green Bay? People have been arguing about it for years. Devin Funches might have been in the mix. Uh, he missed last year. He opted out because of COVID, and then he was hurt this year. So it won't be Devin Funches. Running back for the Ravens, J.K. Dobbins tore his ACL and is out for the season, moving Gus Edwards into that RB one slot there. And uh, so, how do you guys, how do you guys feel about this? I think Lamar Jackson moves up a little bit for me, as he will probably get more rushing attempts and more rushing attempts inside the red zone near the goal line for sure. I have a feeling, I mean, this is great for Gus. Well, I'm sorry, it's not great for anyone, but Gus Edwards uh, will get more touches. I, I just feel like they have to sign someone. Uh, I can't remember who said this on Twitter, but it was like J.K. Dobbins had 16 receptions last year. And then it was like Gus Edwards had 16 receptions his whole career. Like, if they want someone to catch the ball, it's not going to be Gus Edwards. That's what I'm saying. So, I think they're going to sign another back. I know uh, Harborg said that they are happy with their death, but it's, it's I mean, McVay said that same thing about Henderson and then they traded for <laughs> So, yeah. Coach, Coach speak. speak. Coach speak. Colts wide receiver uh, T.Y. Hilton is expected to miss multiple weeks with a neck injury. Um, uh, you know, he was getting old anyway. He was injured a lot of last year. I, don't, I mean, you just don't draft T.Y. Hilton anymore. I mean, you might have drafted him late if you, if you uh, like, after the 14th round, I think. But a neck injury is a little scary. But it yeah. might mean Pittman could get off to a more, like, hot start. Who Zach knows? Pascal and Paris Campbell might be a thing now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mo Ali Cox, the tight end there. Might be a thing too. I mean, just those few extra targets going around. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did have tackle Sam Tevy. He suffered an ACL tear and went on uh, season-ending IR. The Colts cannot catch a break, really. I mean, Man, they kind of caught him. The Colts got the eagle, the former Eagles training staff. Yeah, right? no. they got, oh, Carson Wentz, bro. Carson Wentz went over there and took uh, all the training staff with him, bro. Put that bad juju, bro. Put that yeah. bad juju on him. Damn. I can't take it. I, I can't. I just can't. Like, I, <laughs> like every week. God. Yeah, it's something new for the Colts. Uh, Vikings tight end Irv Smith Jr. is expected to go, undergo surgery for a meniscus tear that should sideline him for the start of the season. They got rid of Kyle Rudolph. I think these targets just go to wide receivers. And... Yeah, this is the first time I heard this. This is actually really oh. surprising. Oh, yeah. You should move him down in your rankings. 
Don't yeah, that's, he's that thing, uh, I think yeah. he's like 24 years or something like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. just checked today. I, I don't think I have to move him from, yeah, because I'm somewhere around there with Warian, but I really wanted this to be a, a breakout year for him, both in fantasy and football. So I hope it still can happen, but this just kind of puts a, a little bit of a damper on that. Yeah, I don't think he'll be out that long, but he is expected to miss the start of the season. So maybe he'll be back week two, which won't hurt him too much. He could still be a streaming option throughout the season. Good, good, good. Washington football team quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick was named the starter. I don't think there's any surprises there. The Lions released wide receiver Brashad Perryman. I mean, I didn't see him being released, but I don't think that is fantasy relevant. Okay, but my question is, who do they have left? Like, are they I, like they feel like they're in a situation where Quintus Cephas, Tyrell Williams, Amon Ross, St. Brown. Okay, St. Brown's the guy you want to flyer on. Yep. Yeah. That's physical runner, rookie. I mean, when I when I saw this, I was just like, because I mean, yes, they're still there, but to me, this is just like, where's where's oh. Marky Mark? You know, like we need like an invincible type situation. So like. <laughs> Forget, forget shooting, you know, the sequel that'll be terrible to Spencer Confidential. We don't need another one of those. Let's get the sequel to Invincible, yeah, like in real good. life with yeah. the Lions. Yeah, but even with Broussard Perryman, they still need that. I mean, yeah, but, you know, it was just a cap casualty. Uh, the Texans are prepared to have quarterback Deshaun Watson on the 53-man roster, they said. So, it's, I mean... I mean, to me, this is this is like them not really saying anything. It's definitely yeah. the we are prepared to begin thinking about one day making a decision <laughs> regarding this matter in the near future. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then uh, rookie quarterback Trey Lance has a small chip in his finger and will be out a week, seven days. So just that little bit of time might set him back just a little bit, but I don't think it'll set him back too much. But it could give uh, Jimmy G that edge to start in week one. All right, that'll do it for the news. Let's move on to some late round tight end dreamers. Tight. Tight. Yeah, it's tight. Tight. All right. Uh, so let's uh, talk about a tight end that you're comfortable drafting outside of the top 12 running backs, uh, running backs, tight ends. Um, Keone, you want to go first? Sure. So, um, you might be a little like skeptical about like top or out of the top 12, but that's mostly because we're going to talk about them later. And so like all of the top 12 are, are pretty viable depending on where you get them in the draft and anything after that. I mean, you're taking a flyer on the tight end anyway, I feel like. Um, Yeah. So yeah, these are kind of what these guys are going to act as. Um, but I think, uh, I chose Gerald Everett. Because we've we've talked about him a few times on the podcast, and I think he's a tight end though that people are kind of going to forget about because one uh, he changed teams in the in the off season, so it's like kind of maybe getting lost in the shuffle of like oh where did he go or like oh he's no like the Rams oh yeah like you have Tyler Higby there now, um, and then it's like where did where did uh, Gerald Everett go and it's like eh, I have other tight ends to look at, but I mean he's still a viable option for where you can get him in the draft, but here's why he's a viable option. I think he gets um, a bit of an upgrade, even though the Rams did get Matt Stafford, they would have had Matt Stafford and Tyler Higby, as I just said. And I think that would have created a lot of like, I don't think he would have, I think Tyler Higby wins there. 
So I think it's good for him to go to a place where he's going to be the number one tight end, probably because I don't think Will Will Disley. Uh, I'm sorry, but I don't think you're the guy there in Seattle. He's been there for a few a few years, and he's just kind of been either the second or third uh, tight end every time. And so I think he because he uh, uh, Hollister, Jacob Hollister, and both Greg Olson are gone from from that team now. So it's basically a two tight end um, like order with yeah. Disley as the second guy. So if uh, Everett can be that number one tight end in the two in the two option versus the three option, I know it kind of sounds a little confusing, but like mm-hmm. last year they had basically Hollister, Olson, and Disley. But then in 2019 they only had like Hollister and Disley. Um, and with that, Hollister got 59 targets in only 11 games. So I think if Everett can fit that role and play the entire season, you know, that's, that's a good amount of targets for a tight end and they get touchdowns in Seattle compared to, I think he only had like one touchdown last year in, in LA. So that's not the best. And also Russell Wilson, I think we expect him to have a good year or at least I do maybe not Ryan. Cause he's discussed that. <laughs> but I, last year he had his best completion percentage of his career with 68.8%. So that's really good. And so even though he might, I guess, trail off a little bit in uh, re- receptions or targets because uh, LA targets a little bit more, I think I like the ability for Russell Wilson to complete those passes better. And it's a two back system as I, or a two tight end system, as I said, so I think you can get him late later in the draft. And for that, I think he has some of the highest value out, out there. So yeah, that's why Gerald Everett. He's a, uh, he's been sneaking up in ADP recently. So I think people have been listening to our podcast or something and uh, hearing that we are on the Gerald Everett hype train over here. I'll go next. John U. Smith is my tight end late round tight end dream. Uh, from the New England Patriots. Heading into this offseason, a lot of people were excited to see where John U. Smith landed, being one of the best blocking and receiving tight ends in the league. He finished tight end 10 and scored eight touchdowns last season. Then he landed with the Patriots, an obvious run first team, especially in the red zone. Then they went and signed Hunter Henry, another high touted free agent tight end. I moved both of them down to my rankings because of the, of the news. And why, why wouldn't you two tight ends, let more mouths to feed less targets going around and John o. Smith, the better blocking tight end for run first team. Well, since then Hunter Henry has been injured. He's missed some practices. Still not fully back. He is somewhat back, but very limited. He's yeah. And he's often injured. Look at intern Aaron, you know, and he knows what's up. <laughs> Janu is going to be the tight end you want to have out of this team. Rookie quarterback Mac Jones has been looking good in preseason, and we all know a young quarterback's tight end of best friend is his tight end. So Janu Smith is a somewhat safer pick in the later rounds if you don't get a top tight end. They start the season with uh the Miami Dolphins, who is a decent but not great defense, and then they're at the Jets. Then they play the Saints and 
Tampa Bay. So you might want to move on from him before that. But I think he could get you through the first few weeks if you just punt the position completely and go away from tight end. Ryan, who you got for us? Uh, so for me, if we're going to miss on top 12 tight ends, then I'm obviously going to stream. So I'm looking for matchups, and I like the first two matchups for Austin Hooper. Uh, so they play as KC in week one, and KC was in the top 10 of giving up receptions, yards, and tight ends, and uh, fantasy points uh, to tight, two tight ends. So uh, they obviously are weak right there. They drafted a rookie, and rookie linebackers struggle. Baker, nine of his 26 touchdowns were two tight ends last year. And so I'm like, ah, okay, that's a good matchup there. And then they play the Texans week two. Mm-hmm. So could be a two-week stretch where you kind of steal a touchdown. Maybe Austin Hooper break, has a good breakout game. No, not breakout game, but a good game week one. Steal a touchdown week two, and you move on. But if you're missing out these top 12, you're going to be streaming for a while. So you just got to look at these matchups. All right. That has been our late round tight end dreamer. Uh, let's move on to some trivia. All right. So this week I asked you which running back had the most consecutive starts at the position, not including playoffs in NFL history and as a bonus and for a chance to win some fabulous daydreamer swagoo. How many starts was it? So I need the player and then the amount of starts, not including playoffs, that he had. So take it away. Um, the player. Go Emmett Smith, and I'm going to go 110. Okay. I'm go- I really have no clue. I'm going to go LaDainian Tomlinson, 106. Interesting. Okay. And then I think intern Aaron also said Emmett Smith. And I think he was like said 135. Um, and I all, I want to let you all know that you're all completely wrong. Oh, it's uh, in, in uh, my <laughs> video. I, I didn't have about I didn't, the stars, bro. I wanted to say Bart star, but he's not, he's not a running back. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, in my video, I didn't have anything like blue, but I, cause I had that kind of the red shirt on and I, I didn't have anything blue. Unfortunately, um, I do now, uh, thanks, <laughs> thanks to my mom. Cause I'm like, ah, is there any like blue bandana or whatever I could wear or something with it? And then she like went to the store. So I, I thank her for that. I love you, mom. Um, but I, instead I said, uh, do, uh, something about the stars Instead, I said, Ursa major and Ursa is Latin for bear. So the answer is Walter Payton. Oh my gosh. I, that was, I almost said Walter Payton. Yeah. Hall of Famer, Walter, Walter Payton. You know, he has the, he has the award named after him. Um, unfortunately, you know, RIP, I mean, for a long time, but still. Um, and the, the answer, the, how many uh, uh, rush rushes he had or games, consecutive games he had was 170. 170. And, 170 consecutive games and including playoffs 178 oh wow yeah so most of it was during the regular season so no swagoo for anyone this week yes 
actually. No, I'm sorry. Yes, there is. Oh, there is. Wait, yes. is, there, is there swag? Someone actually got it right. Yes. Oh. On Instagram. Too busy mom. Got it correct. However, I'm a little conflicted. <laughs> Wait, if they got it correct, bro, they got it correct. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fair, uh, fair we'll, we'll, yeah. So they will win a signed version of well, once we can all get together, we'll sign it. Yeah. Um, so it might take a little bit, but she will win. Swag. I assume. Yeah, she will win a signed one of a kind copy of an actual used in commercial from the Daydreamers. This is a prop that was used in a commercial that we did for commercial the Fantasy Daydreamers soon. draft guide. So yes, this is a this, this commercial you will see within the next week or so. So congratulations. You will get a signed copy of this. It is an actual used prop in one of our commercials. So congratulations. And if you guys want to win something cool, some swagoo, head over to our Instagram, day underscore dreamer media, where these clips are posted. They're also posted FF daydreamers on Twitter. You guys can find all of our stuff there. If you want to win something cool like that, maybe something different next time. We It won't be a signed copy of the draft guide every time. It'll be something different, something new, something cool. And Ryan's undefeated streak starts again next week. <laughs> you only got one week left, bro. Yeah, he'll finish the season one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. That'll do it for the trivia. Now. Onto our consensus tight end rankings. Tight, 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 tight. These are the Daydreamers' top twelve tight ends. We got the draft guide out on the website daydreamermedia.com. We do have a new installment coming out soon. So be on the lookout for that. These are our updated tight end rankings that will be on the next installment. So if you guys go right now, Tuesday morning, you guys see this or listening to this right when it drops, um, go to the website. It won't be updated quite yet. We're working September on September it. 1st. It'll be out soon. As of September 1st, that yeah. it will be updated. So let's get onto this list. Number one, Travis Kelsey from the Kansas City Chiefs. We all have met number one, the shock, the surprise. Ryan. Listen, he's the GOAT. It's kind of easy. Since he's been drafted, most targets, most receptions, most receiving yards, most touchdowns. It's really not that close. Uh, He's also had uh, five 1,000-yard seasons which is the most in the NFL or tight end NFL history. Uh, it's, I expect the same thing unless he gets hurt. He's in a great offense. He's basically a number one receiver. I know in this pod we say don't draft him in the first round, but if you draft him in the first round, we're not mad at you. We get it. Yeah. He's We would we would all rather have him in the beginning of the second. But, hey, this guy is an absolute monster. Just facts. Guaranteed volume, and he's going to be a great team. I'd rather have him in the twelfth round, bro. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. No, it's crazy. I was looking no, at some yeah. of these tight end stats, and I'm gonna ramble real quick. 
Tony Gonzalez was a G. Oh man. No, no, no. Every- Come on. We, but no, no, we don't have time for talking about Tony Gonzalez. <laughs> All right. Number two on our list, Darren Waller from the Las Vegas Raiders. Ryan and Keone both have him at two. I have him at three. So here's where you're wrong, JJ. No. Uh, (laughs) He's Waller the baller, baby. I mean, even though George Kittle, I think, might be a better tight end for the game of football, I think Waller is better for fantasy. Mostly because Kittle has really only played one full season. Uh, and yeah. since 20, and, but mostly since 2019, Waller has had the seventh most targets in the entirety of the NFL, including wide receivers with 262. He is sixth overall in receptions with 197 and he is seventh overall with 2,341 yards. And that's among wide receivers as well. So that's just ridiculous. And we've already talked about Kelsey. He's way up there on that list, but he has had. 12 receiving touchdowns in that time. And like he gets the ball pretty much. He is. He is the uh, wide receiver one. He is the he really one is. target. Yeah. Yes. Derek Carr throws him the ball so much. Yes. And uh, besides him being called Waller, the baller, <laughs> I have a new nickname for him. Okay. Is Derek, <laughs> he is Darren. Yeah. So he's got two. He gets, that's how good he is. He gets two nicknames. <laughs> He is Darren walk the pass line Waller because he is one of the safest bets in Vegas. Okay. There you go. Okay. I don't know if that one will uh, be as easy to say on the podcast, but I mean, I really tried to find something that was a catchy name for like a safe bet in Las Vegas and like the pass line in craps is the best thing I could find. So yeah, yeah, Darren walk the the line Waller. So there you go. It works. It works. All right, number three on our list is George Kittle from the San Francisco 49ers. I have him at two. Ryan and Keone both have him at three. Kittle, like Keone said, is a great tight end for the NFL. It in turn makes him a pretty good tight end for fantasy football. Kittle was a 100-target, 1,000-yard tight end before last year where he only played eight games. And last season, he was putting up similar numbers to the previous years. It's just he didn't play enough games to to be a consistent tight end for fantasy. He was the tight end three and the tight end two in the previous two years. He is also a yards after catch monster. In 2019, he was third in the league in yards after catch. In 2018, he was first in the league. Even with a major, uh, missing a majority of last year, Kittle is still going to be a top three tight end this year, no doubt. I have him at two. You guys obviously have him at three. Can't blame you there because of the things that Keone talked about with Waller. Um, but yeah, the Yak Monster, the Yak Nest Monster over here, George Kittle is going to uh, be really good. And if you could get him for fantasy, go get him. Is that is that is that you did did you come up with that nickname? Yeah, just now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was reading my notes. Yak monster, yak, yakness monster. I love it. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, number four on our list, TJ Hawkinson from the Detroit Lions. We all have him at number four. Ryan. And I think I think this year is the year he goes into that and makes it a top four, instead of him being with four through six. 
Uh, mm. He's going to get guaranteed volume uh, because that team sucks. John Andre's coaches <laughs> said that John Andre Swift is a little out of shape, doesn't even know if he's going to be really ready to play. Uh, cut Perriman, with Tyrell Williams is a okay He's a vet there, yeah. And St. Brown is a rookie. Last year, Hawkinson doubled everything from his rookie year. Uh, had 67 receptions, 101 targets, and I think if he gets to a, I think he gets to 140 targets. And if he gets that, he's going to be at well. First of all, I think the most was like 155, which is like pretty close. But Zach Hertz had it in 2018. <laughs> yeah, I think it yeah. was 136, I believe, or that, at least that was receptions. So. Yeah, re- no, oh, yeah, we're talking about targets though. Yeah. Okay. Tar- okay. Oh, sorry. It's yeah, 156 targets from 2018 by Zach He's not going to get, I don't think they're going to score a lot. I don't think he's going to get a lot of touchdowns, but just off receptions and yards, I think he'd be a guy that can easily put himself in the top four. Yeah. I like that you saying that he's going to make it a top four this year instead of, I think I agree with that. Thank Jesus. <laughs> Thank Jesus. Number five on our list, Mark Andrews from the Baltimore Ravens. We all have him at five. And in the last two seasons, he's finished as the tight end four and five. He had a 24% target share and is looking to be the number one target again this year for the Ravens. The problem is this is just a run first team and they don't throw a ton near the end zone. He, even with that, he does still score touchdowns in 2019. He had 10, which was first amongst tight ends um, and second in the NFL. And in 2020, he had seven touchdowns, which was top five amongst tight ends. The J.K. Dobbins news we talked about a little bit earlier, I think helps Andrews near the red zone. It's going to, I mean, it's going to allow defenses to look at Lamar Jackson more for the run and make him have to throw a little bit more. Mark Andrews is that guy that he throws to. And we all know touchdowns make and break tight ends. Andrews also has 4.2 receptions a game. I mean, he's a pretty safe bet. He's going to be the number one on his team. He's It's just a run first team that is why we have him at five. Number six on our list, Kyle Pitts from the Atlanta Falcons. Ryan and Keone both have him at six. I have him at seven. Yeah, so I think he can fill the vacant Julio Jones spot on that team, but I think he can also get touchdowns, unlike Julio Jones, because, and much like Julio Jones, he's a he's a big guy. Like he, uh, I think he can easily take the number two spot from Russell Gage. Even though I like Russell Gage, I think Kyle Pitts, like they drafted him in the first round pretty early, um, and so they're not going to not use him. And why wouldn't you? Like he is six foot six, 240 pounds, according to Wikipedia. So, you know, he's just going to be on the other end of the field and people are going to go, is that, is that a windmill? Is that a skyscraper? No, it's super pits to the rescue by day. He's a mild mannered Kyle Anthony Pitts, but when he puts on a Falcon's journey Jersey, he becomes super pits. (laughs) So yeah, like he is, I expect him, uh, I mean, it's his rookie year, so uh, <laughs> I don't have very much stats from him in the NFL. Um, yeah. So I, I would love to, but I think just he has the potential to be 
really, really good. And I think that's the thing is he can fill Julio Jones spot and get touchdowns. So that's why he's at six. Number seven, Tyler Higby from the Los Angeles Rams. Ryan and Keone both have him at eight. I have him at nine. Tyler Higby is finally the true sole tight end on this Rams team after the departure of Gerald Everett, as Keone talked about earlier. He also has a much more capable quarterback throwing him the ball in Matthew Stafford. We saw Higby explode in 2019 in the last five games of the season where he had seven plus catches and 84 plus yards for five games. He had over a hundred yards. I'm not expecting those numbers to repeat. Otherwise he would be a top three tight end, but that is something that he could do throughout the season. He finished tight end eight that year and you can see his ability really in that span and Matthew Stafford is going to throw him the ball. I expect big things from Higby this season. He should be one of those guys you grab in the later ninth, 10th round. If you can, if he falls to you that far, sometimes he's not. But if he does, grab him there and ride Higby all the way through the season. Number eight, Noah Fant from the Denver Broncos. I have him at six. Ryan has him at nine. And Keone has him at 12. So... I think with, uh, yeah, with with Brett, Teddy Bridgewater going in there, I might move him up a little bit, but I uh, still, I think he's definitely in the uh, the top twelve of tight ends. And by the end of the season, you're gonna chant fan. <laughs> uh, uh, like I said, he gets Teddy Bridgewater, who uh, won that competition against Drew Locke, who did have really good chemistry with him, with Fant, seeing as he had sixty six. Um, touch our uh, targets in 2019 and then 93 targets last year. So that's really good. Um, I get, and I guess in 2019, it was uh, him and Joe Flacco throwing those. Um, but with Drew Locke last year, it was still 93 targets. And so hopefully Teddy Bridgewater um, can keep that up. And I think he can, because I think he's a better quarterback than Drew Locke. Um, he throws for more, he throws for more yards and he has a better touchdown percentage than Drew Locke. So I, it's just a matter of him finding that chemistry with Fant. And that's only, that's the only th- really thing um, that's gone against Fant in the past few years, I think is not having a solid quarterback play. So as long as Fant can get like a solid, consistent quarterback, which hopefully Bridgewater can be, I think he has the talent, like that entire team of wide receivers and pass catchers has the talent to be really, really good. It's just, they haven't had the quarterback play. And so hopefully this year changes that. And um, I know tight ends aren't really known for this for the most part, I don't think. But, you know, during the season, look for them to uh, patent the uh, the fant slant. So <laughs> there you What's go. Ryman going on? <laughs> Number nine on our list, Mike Gusecki from the Miami Dolphins. I have him at eight. Ryan has him at 10. And Keone has him at where do you have him, Keone? I think like nine or ten. Let me okay. double check. Da, 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 da. Or if you're checking that right now. Da, 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 da. I have him at eleven. Eleven. Okay. Keone has him at eleven. Mike Gasecki makes me kind of sicky. No, I don't got no rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want him on my team. I, this is actually kind of guy I don't want to draft. I'd rather just stream at this point. Um the best thing about Mike Gusecki is that he plays every game. He almost he only missed one game in three years. 
But other than that, he's only he's his most targets is 89 in three seasons, and his most catches is 53. So he's not a true volume guy. He's never his highest yards in a season is seven or 703. Uh, they're just touchdowns aren't there. And this team got better. Drafted Waddle with a top six pick, then and also signed Will Fuller. I just either, either you think this Dolphins offense is going to be amazing, and you think Gasecki is going to feed off of that, but or you think everyone's going to get hurt. That's the reason why you draft Gasecki, in my opinion. Like, I think he's the fourth option on the team, and he can't block. They drafted a tight end in the draft too, Hunter Long. Fourth option. Well, I think he's gonna be he's gonna be behind Parker, William, uh, Fuller, and Waddle. You think he's behind Parker? I think he's in front of Parker for sure. And then Waddle's gonna be slow getting to the getting to the start. Mm-hmm. No, he's a rookie know, and man. he's been injured. Who Parker? No, yeah, well, yeah, Parker has too, but yeah. Waddle has. Yeah, but still, he's a top six pick, bro. You're gonna. Yeah, go with the money is they're gonna you don't draft the guy in top six and not give him the ball a lot. I'm not I'm not saying that he's gonna be a fast option, but I'm saying that Gasecki is not the guy I'm trying to get on this team. I would take Logan Thomas and Robert Tunyon before Gasecki. Well, yeah, that's what your rankings say. <laughs> of course. All right, let's move on. Number 10, Dallas Goddard from the Philadelphia Eagles. Keone has him at seven. Ryan has him at 11, and I have him at 12. In in his three seasons, he has not out-targeted Zach Ertz still. In, 2020, in the 2020 season, though, he finally outproduced Zach Ertz. One can only think he takes more of a role this year, and they keep moving forward with that Dallas Goddard over Zach Ertz. He did out-target Zach Ertz in the red zone and scored more touchdowns than him. He's a big player with a lot of potential. He's really athletic. But, yeah, I think uh, once you get to Mike Gusecki, yeah, you're streaming tight ends from there. And so Dallas Goddard, while he is super athletic, has a lot of upside. This passing game is not the greatest. If Ertz gets traded, I I would move Goddard back up to, like, the top seven. Really? Zach Ertz is taking that much away from. I think so. Dallas Goddard. There's a couple of reporters that say Zach Ertz is getting as same thing has gotten out as out targeted Goddard. I don't. I don't think that that's that far away from like out targeted. But but if you look at it, last year Dallas Goddard had more touchdowns, more yards, and everything. Just had less targets. But yeah, yeah, I can see that happening again. You're right. Yeah, if he gets both. Oh man. Yeah. All right. Number 11 on our list, Robert Tunyon from the Green Bay Packers. Keone and I both have him at 10. Ryan has him at 12. I moved up on him. I think that before I had him at like 16 or 17. And uh, I just think he's going to get touchdowns again. Uh, that's really what it is. He had 10, I think he had 10 touchdowns last year. And this was a big debate between me and Keone. And Keone kind of wore me down a little bit. He's just, <laughs> he's in too good hey, of an offense to. I moved him up too. Yeah, I had him at like 15 and I moved him up to 10. Especially when Troutman and Ferguson not being the guys I thought they were going to be. It's just hard not to have Tunyon in your top 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah, scores touchdowns. I mean, mm. 
Aaron Rodgers is quarterback. It's, I mean, yeah, it, there we, there's no, there's no longer that question anymore. Like Aaron Rodgers will be there. So yeah, yeah. I mean, and Aaron Rodgers does love Robert Tunyon in the red zone. So yeah, he won't have the league leading 48 touchdowns again this year, but I think more touchdowns come away from the other guys or from Devonte Adams, 18 come down, you know, Robert mm-hmm. Tunyon's still going to have eight touchdowns or so. Yeah, exactly. I, it's actually a great number. I, I was expecting to get somewhere from seven to nine. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not going to be the 11 that it was, but it's still going to mm-hmm. be up there. And number 12 on our list, Logan Thomas from the Washington football team. Ryan has him at seven. Keone has him at nine and I have him at 11. So he, spoiler alert for the uh, the the draft guide, he is a heads in the clouds guy for me, because so with the with our heads in the clouds guide, there's always I feel like there should be like a little bit of a personal thing to it, mm-hmm. um, and he really really like helped me um, make playoffs last year. I did some late round or late season moves, and one of them was getting him, and it was at the perfect time because like he helped me pr- progress into the playoffs. And, um, you know, in one league and I didn't necessarily make it to the, uh, the finals in that league, but still getting to the playoffs is, is an achievement in and of, it, in and of itself. Um, it's always a goal every year. I'm all bragging. And, I like it. And he, uh, <laughs> he also helped make the, uh, the Washington Washingtons get to their, the first playoffs in like five years. Um, and, but he is also really, he is a serious red zone threat and, he had the most out of tight ends. He had the most red zone yards in 2020. And he also had an 88.2% catch rate in the red zone, which is just ridiculous. Um, like, so if he's in the red zone, if you, if you get into the red zone with uh, Logan Thomas, like he's going to get the ball. And I think later in this, late in the season, he had like 16 targets, one game and 12 targets, another um, because he's like, he was third in targets among tight ends last year. With like I think 110 or 109. Um, so he's getting the ball and now he has a better quarterback in Ryan Fitzpatrick. So I think it's going to be, it's, uh, it's going to be Fitz magic and Logan Thomas. Um, it's going to be Fitz. They're going to have a, hopefully a good connection. And cause he, he is a really solid part of that team. And I know you have scary Terry McLaurin and um, you have Antonio Gibson, but don't sleep on Logan Thomas. He is a really good tight end, and I think he can take the momentum from last year into this year and be a really good player for you, if not a really good, like, solid streamer that will definitely win you games. Guaranteed. All right, let me run down the list one more time. Number one, we have Travis Kelsey. Two, we have Darren Waller. Three, George Kittle. Four, TJ Hawkinson. Thank Jesus. Five, Mark Andrews. Six, Kyle Pitts. Seven, Tyler Higby. Eight, Noah Fant. Nine, Mike Gusecki. Ten, Dallas Goddard. Eleven, Robert Tunyon. And twelve, Logan Thomas. I got some questions like, to ask you guys. Okay, let's hear these questions. All right. So who do you think has the best chance to finish first that isn't Travis Kelsey? Darren Waller. Okay, that's not Darren Waller. I'm sorry. Okay. Not the top three guys. Oh, oh. guys, here though. I love that. I mean, easier. Um, I'll say Kyle Pitts. They're going to use him like a wide receiver. He's going to be their number two wide receiver in Atlanta. They're going to throw the ball a bunch. Um, he has a lot of upside, but being a rookie, he's—I mean, he's not—he might not hit that upside. But 
So yeah, I have it between Kyle Pitts and TJ Hawkinson. Um, one because I think Kyle Pitts has that has that has that ceiling. It's just he's a rookie, like JJ said, so you never really know how that rookie season's going to go. But then I also like Hawkinson because he had a great year last year, and he's basically the only option. But I don't quite know if that team can get him there. That's my yeah. only thing about Hawkinson. I don't know if Hawkinson can score enough touchdowns. That's my to make up the t- Kyle Pitts. Uh, but I am going to go Hawkinson too. I think, I think, yeah. That, that's my thing against Hawkinson, or else I would have him there too. I don't mm. think he scores enough touchdowns to be the number one. All right. Who do you think is most likely not to be a top 12 guy? Oh, I'm taking Mike Gusecki or Dallas Goddard. I'm going to pick Noah Fant. Interesting. Hmm. Why, no, why Noah Fant? Because of the quarterbacks or just because you. No, I like Noah Fant. I think he's really athletic. I just, man, it's a lot of weapons there. Sutton. Too many people, yeah. Tim Patrick, KJ Mm. Hamler, Jerry Judy, Melvin Gordon casts the ball, Javon D. Williams casts the ball. Uh, Sooner or later, someone, somebody's not getting touchdowns. Somebody's, and they have a defensive coach, so they're a little more run heavy. It's just a little bit of stuff there where it's like, if everything works out for Fant, he can be a top six guy. Well, there's a lot of things that could go wrong for him. But Gasecki, I don't like him either. And you're right. Goddard is another guy. I mean, yeah. Goddard finished tight end 20 last year. I don't mm. want that. Yeah. I, I, uh, I think, yeah, I would have to go between Gasecki and, and Goddard because Zach Ertz is always scary. Like, even though last year, I think last year, because he was injured mostly, right? They both, like he, got in, they both missed like four or five games. Mm-hmm. Okay. So even though I... I, I like Dallas Goddard and I kind of think he's going to have that breakout year. It's finally going to happen for him. Ertz is still that looming shadow. That's like, Hey, I'm still here. And I'm still a really like, if you get like, I'm a good tight end. Um, and then Mike Gusecki kind of in a, not as much of a situation as Noah Fant is, but still like Ryan said, there is a lot of weapons in um, Miami. And so, you know what? I believe in Tua. So I'm going to go with, uh, Dallas Goddard. All right, I'll go with Mike Gusecki falling out. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so then why do we have these guys on in our top 12 is just because it's the tight end position because there's other tight ends out there that. So why, why Mike Gusecki and Dallas Goddard, if none of us really like them? Um, because what do you, who do you have else? You have Adam Troutman who Johnny like, Smith, Gerald Johnny, Everett. Because Jared they're guaranteed a role. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. They're, athlete, they're both athletic. Production. Like they're both very athletic tight ends. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and yeah, they they have a guaranteed role. Yeah, and like guys like Jared Cook, I really like Jared Cook. I think you could get him at a really good spot in the draft as well. Like he should could be on that list from earlier, mm-hmm. but I think he's old. So that's kind of where it's like he's in a good offense for him, but otherwise, exactly. When do you get that Antonio Gates role where you're just literally coming in (laughs) and red zone drives, you know, like when you run, you run five yard outs and too old to like, Hey, let me get this five yard out. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I'm running straight to the sideline. I'm running out of bounds. Once I catch the ball and I'm staying over there for the next three Mm -hmm. plays. All right. So it's, it's (laughs) when you get to that age, it's slowly, but surely you're not that deep threat. You used to be. Yep. All right, that'll do it for today's podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Keone, you wanted to let them know about the website? Yes. So, daydreamermedia.com.
draftguide.com is where you can go. Our third and final installment of the draft guide will be updated there. And so go and check that out. We have articles coming out uh, every Friday in this off season from Aaron. And then during the season, um, we're going to be having uh, different types of articles on Fridays and then another um, probably waiver wire stuff on Monday. Um, start sits on Fridays, um, but a bunch of different stuff. So once the season gets going, that website will be updated constantly as well as our socials. But yeah, check out the website. Um, and it it really helps us. Uh, like if you go look and download things. Oh yeah. And that's another thing with the draft guide, you can print out um, the cheat sheet at the end of our top 250. So that's, that will be uh, good for you because you can use that in your drafts yeah, and nice. it's a comprehensive. So yeah, drafts are coming up. If you haven't already had your draft, uh, yeah, go print this thing out. It'll help you. Uh, if you want to drink a little bit during your draft, it'll help you uh, <laughs> stay up with what's going on. Responsibly, though. <laughs> Social medias are Instagram is day underscore dreamer media, Twitter FF daydreamers. We got a YouTube daydreamer media. Go ahead and go uh, check out all of those we've been posting on there. Uh, tell a friend, please. It really helps. Like, subscribe, or follow wherever you guys get your podcast, wherever you are listening to this. We do also have a Patreon if you are so inclined. Daydreamer Media over there would really help out. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you guys next week on the Fantasy Daydreamers podcast. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming.